This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast. Get real. We were hit hard in, on many levels. And I mean, they think that they have the solution, but the bigger cinemas are struggling as well. Hello, I'm Mike Lacasse, and that was Moira Adlin. She's an owner and manager at Highland Cinema. On this episode of Almost 107, we're looking at how these uncertain times affect the local landmark and the future of the movie industry. Highland Cinema has been around since the 1930s. It's a place that helps us escape the pressures of day-to-day living. It survived the Great Depression, multiple changes in ownership, the lockdowns. Now it and the industry faces another challenge after restrictions were lifted, a looming recession. Moyer has been there for many years, and she's had to guide the theater through multiple transitions, multiple challenges, the most recent of which was the pandemic. I'm going to start out by asking you what you think Highland Cinemas did differently. What did you do that kept you guys going throughout the lockdowns that, say, larger chains didn't? Well, that's a good question. We have a pretty strong uh, membership base, and I think they're pretty loyal. So, well, we did a drive-in at the back. We put up a drive-in screen, and that helped. You know, part of it was keeping the community engaged and coming to films, you know? So even though they couldn't come inside, they could go out, right? And uh, also, uh, you know, we had more merchandise and things like that we developed and pick up popcorn days and things like that. But a lot of other, uh, the cinemas were doing that as well. So I think it was just um, trying to reach out there to our our, um, membership base and in community and keep them engaged. We put up uh, different uh, funny signs on the marquee every week. We would spend hours coming up with something silly to put up there. But anyway, we just tried to just kind of reach out to the community and stay engaged to try to keep people remembering we are here. Because you're an independent theater, uh, were you able to try things that, say, bigger chains couldn't? Not necessarily, no. I don't think we had too many, other than the fact that we just happened to be able to put the drive-in at the back, that kind of gave us an advantage in terms of just keeping my staff on board. And that was helpful to keep the staff that I had because they're all, you know, well-trained and you don't want to lose them. Speaking of the drive-through, do you guys still use it? Um, No, it's not working the way it did during COVID because COVID, you know, it served a purpose, right? And we can get more people in seats inside than outside, right? and so uh, we just decided to um, stick with the inside stuff. You know, when we did the drive-in, our inside was closed down and everything was set up for the drive-in. We had different kinds of food, hot dogs, hamburgers, and things like that we don't normally offer. So uh, we kind of had it down to a system of uh, how to take care of the drive-in. It takes quite a bit of work to to do it. So we decided to just focus on getting people back in the building. Have you noticed a change in the interest that people have to like what kind of movies they want to go to or special events that they're flocking to a lot more since the pandemic started? Well, it's hard to tell because product is limited, right? 
Well, we do do special events with the retro uh, retro films and uh, horror stuff, and that that seems to be successful. But we had good attendance with the retro mania before COVID as well. Yeah, we do do. We try to do uh, you know more community based things and stuff like that now because uh, streaming and uh, and product distribution has changed a bit. So we are kind of experimenting with new things to do for sure yeah it's kind of a mix a mixed bag these days before it was you booked a film you know you played the film and you played a couple of films a week now it's a mix of a lot of other things for us can you uh can you elaborate a bit on what sort of things that you're doing that's a bit different or at least experimenting with uh no i don't want to do that because i have competitors <laughs> So I'd rather not sort of show my hand. Uh, uh, the multiplexes are very competitive right now. And, uh, and yeah. uh, they're taking a lot of our regular films that they would normally not take. So anything that I'm doing that I can get by with that they don't know about is just fine. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a trade secrets there, uh, right? Well, yeah, right now it's best to play your hands close to your chest right now okay that's fair um so how has uh inflation affected your business well uh you definitely are um trying to optimize your attendance that's for sure uh and then you have to put your prices up you don't have much choice uh, because there's a lot of you can only absorb so much of the increase but generally, we we try to have very moderate increases, nothing too much, so that people could still come out because they're everybody is is hurting too, right? Because uh, their budgets are getting tighter. So you want to still have them be able to come and see a movie without making it too out of a price range. Have you noticed customers dropping in uh, the last, I would say, six months? as things are tightening up uh, or maybe not seeing as much growth? Yeah, it's a slow growth, but it's pretty much slow everywhere. I'd say we're on par with the industry um, from any of the, any of the calculations I've met. It's just a slow growth back because, um, you know, we're waiting for the films to be made and come out and so on. So a lot of that got slowed down during uh COVID, you know, at first there was a little burp, there's burps of films that were, they were able to finish, but, you know, we're still not back where we need to be, right? The North American box office dropped by 80% in 2020. Film production halted and completed projects had the release dates pushed back. Streaming services like Netflix, which were already popular, skyrocketed with everyone locked up in their homes and with nothing to do. Movie theaters, notoriously resistant to any change, suddenly couldn't rely on summer blockbusters to rake in big numbers anymore. And now, even years later, the industry is still feeling the effects. Disney Marvel's Spider-Man No Way Home marked a turning point, raking in numbers that hadn't been seen since 2019. But across the industry, profits were still massively down. Worse, studies have shown that nearly half of pre-pandemic Worse, studies have shown that nearly half of pre-pandemic moviegoers, worse, studies have shown that nearly half of pre-pandemic moviegoers haven't returned to theaters. 
the entire landscape has changed. Streaming services are now part of the release schedule on new projects. And while home releases can't give the same experience as a night out at the movies, it's a fraction of the cost to the consumer. Yeah, that was something that that I've noticed with the film industry in general. It seems like they, they're splitting their attentions between direct-to-streaming services and, you know, theatrical releases. Yeah, they're still playing with a lot of the formulas. They're, they're, they're not sure where the money is either, right? Because a lot of that changed. We're the only industry, I think, that has, you know, really had those kinds of uh, changes uh that they're having to deal with coming out of COVID so we were hit hard in on many levels and I mean they think that they have the solution but they're struggling as well the big cinemas are struggling as well do you feel that the streaming industry has basically like cut into the type of people that would come out to your uh your theater no it's not that simple it's it's multiple levels of um you know, PVOD, uh, what a lot of companies now are are thinking that that's that the streaming is the solution. So they're making films more for streaming. I'm old enough. I remember what happened when they started doing video direct to the video stores back in the old VHS days. And it was very similar. There was there. And then eventually there was a movement back to like, like shooting films for the big screen. Right. And, and not just uh, this direct-to-home market, right? So there was kind of resurgence, and uh, there's odd relationships forming with feature films and companies that do stream like Netflix and so on. There's interesting crossovers and things that are starting to happen. So it's definitely evolving as they're getting back some numbers and trying to figure out what's happening. But the bottom line is people still want to go out, right? So, um, you know, the idea that no one's going to walk in your door if something is streaming uh, on VO or PVOD is not necessarily what we're seeing. You mentioned earlier also the sort of trickling of movies that are coming out with theatrical releases. How has that affected the lineup that you have to choose since there doesn't seem to be as many, you know, movies coming out that are new? Well, yeah, you have limited selections. So you try to, uh, like in our case, so, you know, our building has, uh, we have a little stage, so we we, we ha are able to um, have other, like, let's say, um, I'm sorry, I can't make a sentence here. Hang on. Um, because we have a stage and we're kind of a different venue than a multi, we can often, like, use our building in different ways, right, for rentals or special uh, presentations and stuff. So um, that helps us get creative in terms of filling in like uh of the blank we also reach out to um ah, we just get creative let's put it that way <laughs> i don't want to get into any details you're back to where we were before <laughs> it is what it is um yeah it's just summing up uh you know you play what you've got and then uh you wait and see if people come it's it's not much different than before it really except that you're you know you may play a film a little longer than you would before, though we've always played our films 
for fairly long runs, but because we just have a different way of dealing with it than uh, you would see at a regular theater, right? Sorry, um, I can't give you a straight answer on this. It's, it's complicated stuff. Yeah. I was uh, I was about to ask you why is it that you put put movies in because when I when I check out theaters and and go to them sometimes they'll have really short runs even for movies that are doing super well and not anymore most of them have a pretty good significant run uh, because again the Maltese aren't getting uh, any great refresh either right and uh, I mean some films like Elvis just last and last look at Top Gun it's still playing so um yeah i think people are willing to come and see like what they believe are really good solid films right so and it's taking people a while to come back we're still getting people who are telling us this is the first time they've been to the movie theater so i think that's one of the reasons why that you know leaving them in longer sort of works too because people are kind of waiting to see the lay of the land and and that's probably going to be even more so now that there's a little burp in the winter flus and COVID or whatever, you know, as the, the season changes, right? Do you feel that this is a sort of experience going out to the theater, you know, getting your popcorn, being there with the, the big screen? Is that something that you think that will be um, very long lasting? Oh, yeah, this industry, this industry will take a while to recover. It's very changed. So the combination of just finding their legs again and getting the the uh, production back up again will mean a slow a slower recovery. There's the initial burp, but I don't think uh, you're going to see a quick recovery uh, like again next year. You're just going to see that slow climb. Yeah, and how it's one of those experiences that I don't think you can replicate at home. At least I can't. Maybe no, I'm just not creative. Right. I think everybody talks about it. It's like there's a social environment. A uh, you know the the idea of a shared experience and just getting out of the house someone else make the popcorn right <laughs> absolutely all right um to end this off i have a it, it might be a slightly complicated question but how do you envision the future of highland cinemas if you were to look five years from now what would you expect or what would you hope to see <laughs> I don't think we know. Every month we have to think about new ideas and new things. So I don't know where we're going to be in five years. I think that the industry will keep developing and the quality of production, projection and so on will probably develop some more. And um, I mean, everybody's looking at laser and, and you know, so on. The next steps of, of technical stuff will probably still be coming in. Um, I don't think the whole industry, if you really think about it, hasn't really changed much since the beginning, right? Uh, people want to come and see a film, right? Good story. Get out of the house. So, um, I don't have any magic ball to say, you know, what else can, can happen in the future. But, uh, you know, hard to tell. Yeah, I imagine as long as... You know, companies are making good stories, or at least you know Disney films. Um, people are going to come <laughs> up. With them. Yeah, I guess Disney right. is tough. Like, you don't want to see too much of the industry to be owned by one company. Like when Dis Disney took over, you know, the Fox catalog, for example, 
that really put a damper on our access to a lot of films and stuff. And with the streaming, you know, that's another reason they keep things locked up. But um, yeah, they're just, it's it's really in flux. It's interesting times, right? Um, but in uh, it'll eventually find some kind of new equilibrium. But um, it's, everybody's got to survive in the meanwhile, right? So it's just a question of uh, waiting and seeing what happens over the next uh, few years, I guess. If there's no magic in five, the five years, I wouldn't even take a guess at. What is certain is that the industry needs to continue adapting. There have been all sorts of ideas thrown around by industry experts. Tiered pricing, where tickets for big budget blockbusters cost a bit more than indie films, making the interior look classier and more regal so that moviegoers feel special. Some even suggest diversifying by premiering hit TV shows on the big screen, you know, becoming the place to watch the next Game of Thrones. Whatever the solution is, nobody who's figured it out is talking. Yet. I'm Mike Lacasse. Thanks for listening to Almost 107. Thank you.